the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Guys, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. The program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country, and their traditions established in our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, and our Constitution of the United States. <clears throat> we have great guests for you, friends. We're going to introduce them in just a moment. First of all, I want to remind you that the guys up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair have everything you'll need for hurricane preparation and storm preparation, including a nice line of affordable generators at different price points. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Or just drop by and see them. They're located on the north side of Apopka on Highway 441. Uh, it's uh, between Plymouth Reno Road and the 429. Later in our program, we'll hear from our friend Chris DeClue over at DeClue Brothers Insurance Solutions in Apopka. Of course, Chris is a very active, and his brother John are very active in supporting the Apopka in our com- community in a, a number of different ways. But right now, we have a very special guest joining us. He established a reputation and a legacy as one of the outstanding coaches, high school coaches in the state of Florida. And that is, and he has done that in not just one sport, but two. He, from 1978 to 1994, he was the head football coach at Apopka High School, where he turned around a losing program and laid the foundation for the elite status that Apopka football has joined since he took over in the late 1970s. He's also a highly accomplished head baseball coach in the state of Florida. In fact, captured a state championship with the Dr. Phillips Panthers back in the 1990s. He has many other numerous accomplishments on the field, between the lines and off the field. I'm talking, of course, about the one and only Chip Gerke. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, well, it's good to be with you, Roger. Uh, before we get started, this is really an exciting time uh, today for all these high school teams that are getting ready to get started. You know, the off-season uh, work is done, the preseason practices are done, and uh, they're ready to go tonight. Uh, I've always thought the first three weeks of a high school season is when the teams make the most improvements, so good luck to everybody out there today. 
No, no, thank you very much. It's a really an exciting time uh, the, when high school football begins to, to kick off, and I uh, thank you for, for mentioning that. And I did forget one more important thing in your introduction. You know, he's also a, a loyal listener of our program. In fact, I always enjoy hearing you, you know, your, your kind comments from time to time about our show. But, uh, Coach, why don't we start with, um, you know, obviously coaching legend Bobby Bowden passed a, few, a week or so ago, a couple weeks ago, and that you know, gave the opportunity for many, many people to talk about the way that he had touched their lives, and he's touched many lives directly, and yours was one of them. You had uh, association with Coach Bowden directly when he was recruiting Apopka, back when you were the head coach. And, of course, uh, you know, some of the outstanding players uh, in our program, um, you know, chose FSU. But can, tell us a little bit about, about your, uh, your, 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 your encounters with Coach Bobby Bowden. Well, first of all, Roger, it was an honor for me during those uh, years to run across Coach Schellenberger, Coach Bowden, and Coach Spurrier, who changed the landscape of Florida college football forever. And Coach Bowden, uh, his legacy stands by itself. I mean, he was a great, great coach. I mean, he he was very in- innovative with the uh, play-action uh, pass and the relentless defense, and of course... Uh, you know, and not only was he a great football coach, he was just a great man. And uh, my first two lectures I ever heard when I started in 1974 was Coach Bowden and Coach Holt. And that's when they I got sold on coaching football. So Coach Bowden was always a guy that was uh, very nice to me, his staff. And uh, we would meet up there in Zellwood. I don't, can't remember the name of the little picnic area there, but before we go to the houses, we spent many uh, afternoon, late afternoons talking football and just a great man, you know, uh, Florida State. He, I mean, he built Florida State. So enough to be said that he was one of the greatest coaches ever in, in uh, college football. And, of course, one of uh, many of the great players that he got from Apopka was, was Sammy Smith, who, of course, who played for you, of course, um, on the very historic team. Um, our first undefeated, untied team, actually, for Apopka. Um, but can you talk about, um, you know, just, uh, you know, and, and then one of the things that made, you know, that made Coach Bowden so successful as a college coach was he was a gifted recruiter. Can you share a little bit about his recruiting style? Well, you know, so many times the uh, head coach uh, sends these, uh, you know, different uh, assistant coaches to the area. Uh, Jim Gladden was the coach that recruited Sammy. Uh, outstanding uh, position coach at Florida State. Uh, but he had a tremendous staff, Mickey Andrews, and, uh, you know, I can't remember all the name of the guys, but uh, Coach Bowden had a terrific staff. Uh, that, uh, and In fact, why, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when Coach Fisher took over, and I had a chance to visit with Coach uh, Fisher numerous times, and one of, the, one of the things that he always said to me, the lessons he learned from Coach Bowden was, uh, at every staff meeting, it started with with, uh, with recruiting, and it's the lifeblood of the program. So, uh, yes, he was a tremendous uh, head coach, and he assigned the right coaches to the area. Uh, coach Gladden did a great job uh, recruiting, uh, and so did Coach Fisher. Uh, so, I mean, it, it was uh, the whole program was set up the right way, and uh, and hopefully Florida State will get back on the winning ways here. And you know, from your vantage point as a, a high school football co- head coach and also 
the great talent that you helped to develop, uh, which was coveted by the elite schools in college football, you had an opportunity to meet other high-profile coaches. And why don't you, since you mentioned them already, share a little bit about Coach Howard Schnellenberger, because, you know, as I was thinking, as you were just talking, he resurrected the program at Miami much the same way you did at Apopka High School. And that, you know, Miami well, was really struggling when he took over, just like Apopka was really had struggled for many years before you took over. Um, and, um, you know, and, and he unfortunately, he only, you know, he left quickly after he won, immediately after he won the first national championship in 83. But Howard Stellenberger really did one of the best uh, turnaround jobs in college football history. Can you share some of your insights with him? I want to mention one more thing about Coach Bowden. Uh, you know, my first year we had a couple kids uh, recruited, and one of them went to Florida State. Uh, he got homesick the first couple of days of practice, and he came home. And on the way, uh, on the on the Greyhound bus, his mom called me and says, Coach, can can you help me? And I said, yes, I'll meet him right at the bus. And uh, so as soon as he got off the bus, we got right back in the car and drove right back to Florida State. Coach Bowden met us in the morning uh, before practice, and he said, Coach, this happens a lot. And he, and he mentioned the kid's name. Are you ready to get back to work? And, of course, the kid did. And he ended up graduating from Florida State. Coach Schellenberger, I'll never forget, because the, the year before he took over, uh, they were getting ready to maybe drop a football at the University of Miami. And uh, Coach Schellenberger uh, came from the Miami Dolphins. Uh, great, great uh, head coach, Don Shula. And... Uh, and, you know, I mean, the rest is history because he turned the whole thing around. But one of the things about Coach Schellenberger, and I'm sure he learned it from Coach Shula, was uh, paying attention to detail. Uh, he was really strong on that uh, part of the of the deal. And uh, and like I said, he uh, he turned around the fortunes of that program. And just like the, uh, I mentioned to you about Coach Bowden and Coach Spurrier, all three of these guys were just, uh, they were motivators and they, they had a great presence about them and confidence that they're going to they're going to turn the program around and and um, and Coach Schellenberger was a guy that I always met at McDonald's before we would go to the players' houses. He was so so nice to me. Uh, so I mean, he was uh, just a great coach. And, and like I said, he started the the program at Miami and where where they are. Yeah, one of the giants of college football. I would say one of the real underrated coaches. You know, he back earlier in Coach Schellenberger's. Uh, career, he was an assistant coach for Coach Bear Bryant at Alabama, uh, you know, national championship programs there, and he was instrumental. Um, in fact, I would say maybe even indispensable in the recruitment of Joe Namath. But that's a whole other story for another day. But uh, yeah, really, really. Well, that doesn't surprise me. And same course, with, with Jim Kelly. Absolutely, and um, and of course, Coach Schellenberger uh, sadly passed away earlier this year as well. Um, you know, I'd like to um. Being a Gator, of course, I uh, now we need to ask, need to ask you about Coach uh, Steve Spurrier. Can you share just some, some insight of, about working with him? Well, Coach Spurrier was like all uh, Coach Bowden and Coach Schellenberger. He would just he he would come over to the school. We would talk about uh, the the kids he was recruiting. But you know, he changed the fortunes of the University of Florida football forever. I mean, they're they're. Uh, his ability to get one, win all those SEC championships. I mean, he just, he put the program on the map and he did it with his style, which was a fun and gun offense, throw the ball. Uh, but again, he had a great presence about him. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And, uh, and everybody from his assistant coaches of players bought in 
just a great coach. Uh, and like I said, it was an honor for me to be around those three guys. And there was a lot of other coaches in Florida, you know, but, but those three guys were, were, uh, or three men that were just tremendous motivators and, uh, and their programs, uh, dictated the fact that they won national championships. You know, and, and, and you, uh, and, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, you know, I was lucky to be around Coach Sam Beckler at Michigan, Coach Dooley at, at Georgia, Coach uh, Osborne at Nebraska, uh, Coach Majors at Tennessee, Coach Robinson at USC. I mean, uh, Larry Payne, that was the principal during that era, we would get a picture of all of us every time they come through. Uh, so, I mean, it was an honor for me to be at Apopka High School during that time. Uh, and and I, I just cherish those memories. Well, that's great. we got our break coming up right now. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue to speak with one of the true high school football coaching legends in Florida, Coach Chip Gerke. You're listening to Roger Franklin-Williams. And friends, uh, we, I want, before we go to break, I want to give a shout-out to our friends, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and all the great people over at St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. St. Germain Chiropractic voted best chiropractor once again. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you. We're pleased to be joined by one of the outstanding coaches in Florida high school football and baseball history, Coach Chip Gerke. Of course, he was well known for resurrecting the program at Apopka High School when he was there from 1978 to 1994. Also won a state championship as the head coach at Dr. Phillips High School. And along the way, he also was base, coached baseball and football at a, long, a large number of other schools right here in Central Florida. Uh, let's go back to Coach Gerke. And, you know, Coach, why don't we pick it up there? Now, I just had a thought, too, as we were, um, as you were talking about Coach Schellenberger and Coach Spurrier. And um, it, it made me think of kind of two anecdotes about both of those guys. And um, and it kind of reminded me of you. And what I mean is that, you know, our friend, uh, mutual friend, Eddie Williams, who was one of your players on that very first team, the Popka's first district championship team, went to Miami and uh, and he was on the 1983 national championship team. In fact, he was a key player as, as, a, as a, a safety, starting safety. But Eddie told me a story about Coach Snellenberger in that, you know that the the year they won the national championship, Miami did. They got blown out in Gainesville against Florida. I think the score was something like twenty eight to three, and so everybody it was the first game of the season. So everybody came into the you know the meeting room on Monday, kind of their heads between their legs, heads down, uh, expecting to get a real good chewing out. <laughs> you know, a lot of verbal abuse, uh, and um and Coach Snellenberger pointed out and said, "Hey, look, you know." We made five turnovers in that game that 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 killed us. We had five play. Other than those five plays, we played a pretty good game. That's a, against a very good team. So anyway, the point is, he set he found something positive in what happened, and he chose to build upon that. And you know, and I think Spurrier, of course, he set changed the tone at Florida. Uh, the same when the Florida Georgia series, when he took a positive tone as opposed to a negative tone. And but that was, and what I'm getting at is that you know, having had the opportunity to play for you back way back in the day, uh, baseball, uh, not football. Um, but um, you know, you one of the things that I think characterized 
the Chip Gerke style of coaching was that you were always positive and upbeat, um, you know, re- regardless of the situation. So um, anyway, w- can you speak to that? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of failure built in sports, and you can get negative in a hurry. But but that just brings the whole group down. Uh, and so you need to stay positive, especially in those moments where there's some adversity, uh, so that the you know you just don't sink the team down into further depths. But going back to Coach Schellenberger after that defeat, uh, one of the things that uh, that he mentioned to me was a, uh, paying attention to details and and correcting mistakes. Uh, he he was so strong on that point, and apparently he got that from Coach Shula because Coach in Coach Shula's book it was always about fundamentals, attention to detail, and if you're going to win, you're going to have to do those things. So that doesn't surprise me one bit that he did. He found a way to show them if we correct this, we're going to be able to you know, uh, get on some winning ways in which, you know, they did. And, and, uh, my, my, uh, time with him speaking about it, not necessarily offense and defensive strategy, but just about, you know, correcting mistakes and keeping the team's morale up. Uh, I had the opportunity to hear coach Hayes from uh, Ohio state, uh, right there, uh, a year or two after he retired. And one of the things that he mentioned, uh, uh, on his, uh, tour was, morales to the physical four to one and it took me like a couple hours to figure that out and i said wait a minute uh he's talking about team motive i mean team energy team spirit that's more important than being physical and we know that his offense was three yards in a cloud of dust and so with that morale that's that's where you have to start and whether you're winning or losing you got to keep them kids up uh and so it was just a, a great honor to be around all these great coaches roger i mean it, it shaped my whole career because, like I said, you know, in moments of tough times, you got to find a way to keep these kids going and keep them up. Great insights, and thanks for sharing with us. Friends, we're speaking with one of the great coaches in Florida high school history, Coach Chip Gerke. If I can mention us. one more thing, one sure. more thing, Roger. My my, my brother, uh, Bill, is getting ready to start the season at Colonial High School. I don't, I don't know how he still does it, but he is one of six coaches in the state of Florida with over 300 victories. And he's an assistant coach this starting tonight at Colonial High School. So good luck to my brother. In fact, Apopka opens the regular season at Colonial. So we'll, we'll look forward to seeing him over there. Yeah, so, well, sure he's have... worried about that one. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, you, you, any insights on what he has up his sleeve for, for the Blue Darters? Well, he feels really good about their defense. And that's what he's, you know, he's a defensive coordinator, so. Uh, but, you know, Popka's going to be changing some offensive strategy this week. I mean, this year, so it's going to be exciting to watch how they do. Coach Walson has done a tremendous job uh, with the Popka High School. I knew he would. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's uh, – but, you know, tonight should be exciting for him as they're trying to get into a new offense. You know, that's one of the things that makes the opening of the season. And in Florida, now it, it's, the season opens with a preseason game, which is essentially, I guess, the equivalent of an NFL exhibition game. Um, but one of the things that makes it so exciting, so every, you know, there, every year there are changes, and everybody's wondering, well, gee, what's this team going to do? Uh, how are they going to be different? Uh, how are they going to be the same? How are they going to make up for the guys they lost? Who are the new up-and-comers coming along? So that, that's, it's just uh, one of the things that makes sports so special, especially the opening of high school football season, is that kind of anticipation. Well, Coach, yeah, well there's no question about it. I'd like to ask you, um, 
you know, now I'd like to go back to your coming to Apopka and, um, you know, you know, kind of you almost I would say you fall in the same boat as Coach Bowden. One of the things about Coach Bowden uh, was that he did such a great job of uh, turning the program around. A lot of people, uh, and, and which lasted for decades, forgot what it was like when he got there. And, you know, I mean, now Apopka is uh, synonymous with uh, elite high school football program, um, not just in Florida, but nationally. Um, well, the, the two years before you got there were, were an 0 and 9 and a 3 and 3 and 7. <laughs> you know, they went, th- they were 3 and 16 the two uh, years before you took over as head coach and you won a district championship your very first year. Uh, can you just reflect a little bit on, on, on that? And, and what did you do that first year to, to really, re- you know, to reset the program and, and, and lay, lay that foundation? Well, you know, first of all, I was very lucky at my age at that time to get a head football job. Uh, your your father, Roger Williams Sr., was the principal, legendary principal, Orange County, but at Popka High School. And he set the expectation, Roger, not only as a, a athletic department, but uh, academically in the whole school. But, you know, the thing about uh, uh, Mr. Williams is that he said, we got to win. <laughs> and I said, yes, sir. I said, we're going to do everything we can to win. And the thing that I noticed uh, going into that season is that we needed to bring everybody together in the community. The kids that were playing from, from uh, you know, all from Apopka to Zellwood to Tangerine to Plymouth, we need to pull them all together. And we got them all out there. And, uh, and one of the uh, opportunities that we had was you know, we just had a great uh, balance on offense. We had Doug Kellum as our tailback who went to the University of Florida. We had Melvin Jones, a quarterback, uh, who who I knew could uh, give us some, uh, you know, some energy in the passing game. We had some good receivers with Cedric Anderson and Greg Thompson, and, and then we had a good defense. So we were just uh, – we just hit it at the right time. But, it, but, but again, I want to – I just – I want to mention that – the expectation was not just to to uh, have a football program; it was to have a winning football program. That was set by your your father, and so we tried to live up to that that uh, that standard, and we and we got it done. You certainly did, and and the work that you did building that foundation has carried over uh, to, to to this moment right now when we're speaking. Uh, it was such a solid foundation, and and one other thing too, which you achieved as well was. You know, he, he he. My father's expectation was that the football players would be leaders around school too. They they would represent the school in a positive way, both on and and off the field. Um, and and one more thing before uh, about the positive focus. And and, and I, I was able to witness you know the job that you did, and um, I knew that was exactly what my father was looking for was somebody who was going to come in um, with energy, positive energy. Uh, young guy didn't have to be a young guy. You happen to be a young guy, but he kind of saw that spark yeah. that that you had, and he knew that's what we need here. And like you said, uh, somebody who's not going to be negative or not so, who's going to you know um, you know I, yeah, yeah, just be negative all the time, but somebody who's going to see the the, the pen, potential and like you said, bring people together under under a positive vis- vision. And, and so, well, you know, I, again, like I mentioned, it's so easy when adversity. And everybody's going to have it during the season, and you cannot crumble under the pressure. You have got to correct the mistakes. Uh, one of the things that Coach Schembechler told me from the University of Michigan, 
is that when you turn on the game film from the Friday night or Saturday in college football, you've got to correct those mistakes uh, because, like he said to me, he said, when you turn on the film, that's what you're coaching. And that, I'll never forget that. And uh, so that was one of the, 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 the key points is that let's, let's don't get too uh, negative. Let's correct the mistakes that we see and go out there on the practice field on Monday and correct them. Don't wait. Don't talk about them. Go out there and show them what they're doing uh, so they can correct mistakes and get back on the winning ways. So uh, I was just very fortunate to be around these guys that taught me so much. Great wisdom. Friends, we're glad you're joining us today. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams. We're joined by coaching, now coaching legend, Coach Chip Gerke in the state of Florida. Well, Coach, we're going to go to another quick break. I hope you can stay with us for about 10 more minutes. You think you could do that? Sure. Uh, yeah, no problem. That'd be, that'd be great. Uh, we'll be back with Coach Gerke in just a moment. Before we go to that break, I want to give a shout-out, of course, to the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you have anything to do with your car that you need help with, they can take care of it. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And I also want to let you know that if you have any need in terms of your garage door, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution, and they support all the programs on our stations and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Florida Door Solutions. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Right now we're speaking with a true coaching great in the high school annals of high school football and high school baseball in the state of Florida, Coach Chip Gerke. In fact, he's one of the things he's well known for is the way that he resurrected the football program at Apopka and laid a foundation upon which Florida became, Apopka became a, an elite high school football program um, on the foundation that he built, and that's been uh, the case uh, from 1978 through right now. He was the head coach from 1978 to 1994, in addition to turning the program around, in addition to building that elite foundation. The, he was 31-0 and 0 in the last 31 regular season games where he served as head coach at Apopka. Two seasons before he took over, they were 0-9. If Gives you a little insight into what Chip Gerke did at Popkin. Now, now, Coach, I'd like to kind of pick it up there. And you know, you had you had so many great players at a Popkin. I'd love kind of kind of like to start with one of our, who's a mutual friend of ours uh, even today, and that's Sammy Smith. Of course, he <laughs> debuted um, as a starting running back his junior year. The first game of his his junior year was against Lake Mary, and uh, you know, before the game started, nobody you know outside the program had really ever heard of Sammy Smith or knew who he was after the the program, the game, everybody knew because he had 288 yards rushing. Well, you know, Sammy, uh, what a, first of all, Roger, what a great family. His mom and dad are such terrific people. And of course I coached his uh, brother, Arian, who, uh, when we went to the, uh, triple option in, in 1990, 
he was that quarterback that got us moving in that. But Sammy's just a great, great kid, and I'll never forget when uh, he was in, uh, I guess it was junior high. I don't think it was middle school then, but he is a ninth grader. I'll never forget standing on the uh, outside in that little walkway and watching uh, the Apopka High School track and uh, junior high uh, at the end of the year meet. Here comes Sammy Smith with the 100-yard dash. And I said to myself, look at this. This kid is unbelievable. And one of my assistant coaches said, boy, he's going to be a great linebacker. I said, no, he's not. <laughs> he's going to be a, he's going to be a great running back. And, uh, and of course that's exactly what we did because when you have that much size and he's, he's a Herschel Walker. I mean, with that size and strength, I said, we're going to, we're going to, uh, yeah, it took him a little growing pains to get used to running the ball. Cause he had never done that. I think he played offensive line in, in, uh, junior high school. Uh, but you know, he, he, he was up to the challenge and, uh, I'll never forget the two-point play in 1983, our first undefeated season. We came all the way back in the fourth quarter, and uh, we and we were down by one. Uh, and one of my assistant coaches said, "Coach, let, let's kick it." I said, "Nope, we're not going to kick it because we might not win." I said, "We got a chance to win right here," and we gave it to Sammy. And I'll never forget that leap he had into the end zone. And of course, that was such a great rivalry back then. I don't know if it is now anymore, but. But that a pop and here in fact your father said, if we win one game, coach, we're gonna win West Orange. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh but it was such a great night that night because uh, we came all the way back in the fourth quarter down by you know, thirteen or fourteen points, whatever it was, and uh and of course, you know, he went on to uh I mean he was recruited uh Roger nationally. I mean, all the way from uh USC to Nebraska to 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 Michigan, to uh, Georgia, to all the Florida school. I mean, he's just and he's and he's a great kid right now. I mean, I had a chance to visit with him uh, a while back ago, and and like I said, he was uh, he was a special player. Speaking with Chip Gerke today, and Coach, you know, another uh, in, in, since we're on Sammy, and uh, you know, just that was really one of the great great teams to this day in Apopka history, Sammy's junior year. And there were so many great players on that team. I think you know, um, double digits of those players went on and played uh, at the college level. Um, but two other guys I do want to mention while we're talking, that was along with the, a running back like Sammy Smith, uh, you also had a great passing combination, Rodney Brewer and James Jones. Uh, and, of course, Rodney Brewer is one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the program, and James Jones is one of the great wide receivers. Can you just say a word about them and what they brought, what they brought yeah, to just, the team? Just, yeah, just think about this, Roger. Okay, James Jones, James Jones caught 91 passes that year. Okay, that, that was historic. And, and the story on Rodney is so, it, it, it is so great. Uh, uh, he was uh, a sophomore, uh, and of course you know, we knew he was a great baseball player, great pitcher, first baseman hitter, and I finally talked him out coming out for football. And, uh, so we're practicing at the end there. Uh, the, we weren't having a really great season that his sophomore year. And I said, we, we got to make a change. We got to get a quarterback. And of course, uh, we were practicing, I think it was maybe the eighth or ninth game of the year. And he, uh, he said, you're not, you're not going to let me play. You're, you just don't want me to be the quarterback. I said, <laughs> yes, I do, but you're going to have to earn it. And of course, uh, he went out that, uh, as a sophomore. He went out there and just lit it up that night. 
uh, and gave our and gave the program some hope that we could get you know get everything turned around. And of course, that's what he did. Uh, he, he was uh, just had an outstanding. Well, he again he was recruited by everybody that year, uh, his senior year. But James Jones, when you when you have that kind of uh, a balance on offense between a great passing game and a great running game with with Sammy, uh, it made a lot of fun on on Friday nights. And I guess uh, you know one more uh, that everybody would knows uh, you know our our we've got tons of guys literally that have played in the NFL. Uh, but one of them actually made the NFL Hall of Fame, Warren Sapp, and you were uh, instrumental, and I would some might say in- indispensable in the development yeah. of, of Warren Sapp's career. Can you just share a little a word about him, and particularly his high school days? Well, yeah, in fact, I just talked to Warren uh, a week ago uh, before he went to the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony, and, and uh, you know, Warren was a unique, uh, just a unique talent because, you know, anybody that's uh, six foot one, uh, and, and, and of course in high school, he was around 240 pounds, but he played, uh, tight end linebacker, kick and punt, uh, just had a tremendous senior year. He's got a great mom. Uh, but you know, he had, he had, uh, the longest arms Roger for a kid that wasn't that tall. And that's what made him such a great player in the NFL. Once they found out that, uh, you know, when he, when he went for, to the university of Miami, he went to as, as a tight end, but then he had got up to 280 or some pounds and he said, nah. I can't keep running like this. Uh, so he ended up, you know, you know, that they were, they were known for taking those tight ends and, and, and running backs in high school and making them defensive linemen and linebackers. And then of course the rest is history, but I'll never forget his NFL, uh, player of the year when, when, uh, right before the Super Bowl, they had Bob Lilly on from the uh, Dallas Cowboys and they were, they were talking about, and he, he called Warren Sapp the best player in the NFL. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, but he had a, you know, again, he, 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 uh, we, we, we were in the transition of going from, uh, a, a I formation running game to the triple option. And, uh, and I had to sell him on the fact that you're going to be so wide open because of the run threat. Uh, and of course he had a great year of catching the football. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he was a, he was scored. He scored over 20 uh, points a game in basketball. And he could have played for Coach Wise in, in baseball if he wanted to. He was that kind of athletic talent. You're a, a, tr- a true, uh, true talent and um, God-given talent. And the, th- but the thing I, I think about when I think about Sapp is, but he's not really an eye test guy because he doesn't look. He's not that guy with a 32-inch waist, to say the least. And exactly. I, I remember when I. But his quickness is just just off the charts. But but off um, the chart. which you wouldn't think that by looking at him, and, and that kind of leads to, to the first time I ever saw him. You guys were warming up, and um, he was wearing number forty nine, and I'm like, "Who's right. that big fat guy <laughs> wearing number forty nine? That you know what a mis- who's that misfit out here?" And next thing you know, the game started. <laughs> you started throwing him, you know, those little short passes over the line of scrimmage, and and and, and yeah. it, no, nobody could stop him because because those little DBs were not going to were not going to get in his way. But I'm like, boy, well, the, the, what a the great thing receiver. about it is, Roger. Uh, Greg Greg Smith recruited him from Miami, the first guy that offered him, and he called him a dancing bear, and that's exactly what he was. I mean, like you just said, you look at it, and you go, wait a minute now, and then when you see him perform, I mean, he had all those athletic skills, uh, agility and, and quickness, and of course, uh, you know, I mean, nobody does this by themselves, Roger. I mean, from from coaching to playing, 
you have to have that support group, and he had a great mom. He ends up going to Miami. They change him to a defensive lineman. Uh, that all worked out. And then he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, and I don't I can't remember the the name of the coach that was there before Coach Dungey went. But then when Coach Dungey comes in, they go right back to the Miami kind of Scott, uh, style, and then the rest is history. So uh, yeah, he, uh, he he had a great football career. Speaking with Chip Gerke and Coach, we're almost time um, at a time here, but I, I one more. I don't want to close. Close. I'll give a. There's so much more we could talk about, but um, and I did want to talk to you about baseball. We just have to do that next time. But uh, you know, I, you know, I do want to close about reminiscing a little bit about our 1976 uh, American Legion team that you coached. That's when our our paths crossed for the first time, and it was certainly a, a memorable experience to me. We had an outstanding team, but it was. Um, you know the, the thing that made it special to me was, uh, you know, the influence of your coaching. I got to see what a really outstanding coach r- r- really looked like, and what it was like to be coached by somebody who who, who just really had uh, had a knack for, for coaching, and in, in, a, in a positive, in a demanding but a positive way. And I wanted to share that with you, and, and plus to give a shout out to all those guys on the 1976 uh, post 286 American Legion team. That was a certainly a memorable summer. And of course, we won the Firecracker yeah, tournament uh, over July Fourth weekend, which was huge. Yeah, well, and the thing about it is, uh, my son, uh, uh, my middle son Shane, has left uh, Troy University, Alabama, uh, baseball, and he's down here at Stetson University as the recruiting coordinator for uh, recruiting coordinator for baseball. And I've got so much uh, uh, memories of Deland, uh, American Legion baseball, uh, Tom Sperling, who was a legend there with American Legion baseball. And uh, you brought up that's a great. I forgot all about that, Roger. That that is a great memory. Uh, and you know, base. I mean, that's all. You know, Roger, think about this. For forty-one years, that's all I did was coach. And what a great job I had. I mean, I I wouldn't. I got no regrets, and I wouldn't trade none of the memories for nothing. So it was just a great ride. Well, thanks for being here to share about with us, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to it. Good luck to the Blue Daughters tonight. Coaching legend, Coach Chip Gerke. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Please stay with us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. Hope you enjoyed the program. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Coach Chip Kirkey, one of the true legendary figures um, in high school coaching in the state of Florida, both football and baseball. We had We talked primarily about football, but We'll have to talk more about baseball next time because his extensive resume includes a state championship as the head baseball coach at Dr. Phillips High School back in the 1990s. Right now, we're going to shift gears to another guest who has been making an impact in our community, both in terms of his professional life with uh, as an insurance agent with the Clue Brothers Insurance Solutions, also in service to the community, which includes being a former president, past president of Rotary International and Rotary Apopka. Speaking, of course, about John DeClue. And John, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me on the show. 
And yeah, there's there's quite a bit for us to talk about. Um, of course, you have your own uh, very impressive baseball legacy as well. One of the outstanding pitchers at Apopka High School, um, you know, ever actually he played during an outstanding era when the team was ranked in the top twenty nationally. Um, and uh, you know, and then you play you pitch uh, not only at the college level but professionally as well. Um, right. But also, why don't we start now talking uh, share a little bit about. You know, about your recent life, which I guess is decades long now, in your um, the service yep. you provide at the Clue Brothers Insurance Solutions. Well, we've uh, got a family-owned business here in Apopka. Been in Apopka for over twenty-four years now. Uh, Dad started our business uh, back in uh, high school, so our senior year or so, I think, is when he actually started the business. And uh, as we all transition into work life. You know, here we are 27, 25 years later. <laughs> so we've been doing insurance now for quite a while in the Apopka community, right here local, uh, uh, right downtown Apopka behind the subway. And, um, yeah, do a little bit of everything in our insurance business for home, auto, business insurance, life insurance, health insurance, uh, pretty much cover just about every insurance basis we got out there. So yeah, enjoy doing it. We've, uh, uh, I have a obviously a twin brother, Chris, who uh, handles our health and life and uh, uh, Medicare's type insurance, and then uh, my younger brother Matt, who also graduated from Apopka, uh, handles a uh, little bit of everything as well here, uh, and also is a real estate agent. So uh, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff going on over here. Now, before we leave the topic of insurance. And because we're speaking with John DeClue, partner in the insurance firm DeClue Brothers Insurance Solutions, located in Apopka, what are some, you just if you could give some general advice? What are, and it could it could be related to any one of the you know the lines um, are, that you cover or that you you deal with, health, life insurance, uh, you know, auto, whatever. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who who you know might not have their house in order, if you will, in terms of having the the insurance that they really need? Well, I think you hit it right on the head. The biggest thing is to to try to review your insurance, if not you know, every six months, but maybe once a year, every couple of years, really try to review all your policies um, because the industry is constantly changing. Uh, Florida is what it is, especially during hurricane season. If you're talking about homeowners insurance and the state of our homeowners uh, insurance market as it is currently is, is really volatile. I mean, in, in my experience, it's, this is uh, it's as crazy as it's ever been in, in 25 years for me. So, and just with the, uh, the the roof situations going on, a lot of claim stuff going on. So it's really hard to get insurance in this market, especially with the home side. So definitely review your policies. Um, you know, and that's one of the things we like to do is just uh, review policies. Uh, let us take a look at it. Uh, if we can't help you, we may be able to point you in the right direction. Um, so at least uh, we keep you in, we keep our customers happy, and and you know we may not get the business today, but hope to get the business down the road. Friends, we're speaking with John DeClue. He's a partner in the insurance firm DeClue Brothers Insurance Solutions, and I do want to want to give give you guys a shout out as well, and I want everybody to know that. The Clue Brothers Insurance Solutions will be a, one of our presenting sponsors of a Popka Blue Darter football broadcast on the radio 
this football season. And John, I want to thank you and Chris and Matt um, uh, for your support, for for your confidence and support uh, in such a such an interesting and worthy uh, you know, feature. Uh, we happy to do it. Love to support uh, pop the football any way we can. So it's uh, really our pleasure. And now I'd like to ask you about your your community service. I know that among other things, um, you and your brother Chris are, are very active in Apopka Rotary. And if I'm not mistaken, you've actually served as a past president of Apopka Rotary. Can you just tell us about you know your service with Rotary and, and talk a little bit about Rotary and and you know and, and the kind of organization that it is and the and the and, it's, and, and the, the dedication of Rotary International in supporting our communities in a, a positive way? Sure. Yeah. Um... Uh, well, both Chris and I were uh, uh, both past presidents. Uh, I most recently I was president in fifteen and sixteen uh, term, and we've been in the Rotary, Chris and I, for at least thirteen years now. So, really active. Uh, Rotary Club of Popka is, you know, one of the backbones of the community. It's been in, it's uh, established in nineteen twenty seven in Apopka. So, um, you know, so we've been in. We've uh, got a long-standing tradition in Apopka. Love to help the community. We do a lot of things from scholarships to just um, just other service projects to help the community, whether it be helping build a park or um, you know donating some money to a, a worthy cause. So we uh, you know it's it's just one of those things everybody in the community uh, may not know about, but we love to service our community, um, and it could be any kind of volunteer and. Uh, service project uh, rotary international uh you know they're well known for uh, trying to eradicate polio so that's one of the big things that the actual international does which they've got it down to don't hold me to this you know two or three countries that uh still have it and uh but they've almost eradicated polio totally from from the face of the earth so that's their goal and you know so we try to help with that uh the way we do our donations and things also give back to the rotary international which obviously helps the community overall, just not just here but worldwide. No, I appreciate your service there, and and all of the Rotarians. I have some insight because my father was a Rotarian for many, many years, yes, and by many, I mean over fifty over fifty years. Um, so I have some insight into, first of all, the 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 positive nature of the of the work that you do and the positive impact that it has um, across so many various aspects of our community and our country and our world. But also, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, you guys are out there on weekends, uh, you know, putting uh, carnivals together and um, working carnivals and all kinds of kinds of uh, labor-intensive, heavy-lifting-type community projects. Yeah, we enjoy doing it. I mean, we've got, you know, typically we have, uh, obviously, with uh, last year, um, that put a little bit of a setback in uh, raising funds for, for our donations and things of that nature. But I think uh, this year we're scheduled for November 12th, that's uh, four days around November 12th, uh, Veterans Day, and so we're already scheduled, ready to rock and roll for the upcoming the upcoming uh, fall festival coming up soon. And now we've got done about, about three minutes, and friends, we're speaking with John DeClue. John DeClue is a partner in the insurance firm DeClue Brothers Insurance Solutions, located in Apopka, but they serve all of Central Florida and beyond. Um, and before we go, I'd like to add chat ask you a little bit about baseball. Can you share a little bit about your journey and can you talk about, you know, reaching professional baseball, playing in the minor leagues and how that is different, you know, than, than just growing up and, you know, playing youth, youth baseball, playing for the high school team. 
and, and what that journey's like. Well, it's uh, yeah. Well, it's obviously an interesting journey. The um, I was just fortunate to to you know make it to the uh, the pro level. Um, started out in high school, had a pretty good high school career. Uh, went on to college at Florida Southern. Um, had a really good college career, um, and it just you know one of the, the obviously in those days, which obviously is a few years ago now, seems like uh, forever ago, but. In those days, you know, just trying to get into the minor leagues and work your way up the food chain, uh, that year that I came in was the strike year. So they added a couple teams. A lot of older guys were sticking around trying to stay into uh, professional baseball, which normally they either would have, you know, phased themselves out or maybe gone on to another, you know, Korea or Japan or, you know, different international levels. But, the um, yeah, so I was fortunate to, to get – get on with the angels um and was uh doing well enough to you know got made the all-stars so just was able to creep up that next level every year and um you know and kind of progressed from there and just by the time i got to within my fourth year up to i got up to double a ball and uh yeah i mean it was a treat uh obviously it was stressful because uh, you know in those days and i'm it's probably i'm sure it's staying today the, uh, you know, you might be there today and gone tomorrow. So that stress of not knowing whether you're going to be there today or tomorrow, depending on how your outing goes, is, uh, you know, and that's the where that's where the next level really becomes uh, the mental side of it and how you prepare and, and able to handle that pressure. Very interesting, and thanks for being here to share just a little bit about that as well. And, of course, um, you know, we played on one of the, you know, the great teams in a popular blue order history, you know, you know, um, as well during the era that you were there. Well, John DeClue, thank you for joining us uh, today on the Roger sure. Franklin Williams show. And especially thank you for all the great work you guys do um, in, you know, s- supplying insurance needs and also serving the community and especially for supporting our popular blue order football broadcast this football season. Yes, I appreciate everything you're doing as well. And uh, go Darters. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, John DeClue of DeClue Brothers Insurance Solutions. And friends, that's going to do it for our program today. Before we sign off, I want to give a shout out to our friend, friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video, of course, and let you know that your memories can last forever. All you need to do is contact them at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Shout out to our guests. Thank you, Chip Gerke and John DeClue and Jeff. Thank you, our producer, Jeff Sinis. Friends, have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.